You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Neo, and I'm the director of the Global Mission Office. Our engineer this morning is Mike. You're listening to WNDZ 750 AM. Mission Matters airs on the second Wednesday of the month at 8 AM Central. This month, we are so blessed to have with us in studio... Father Mathieu Fleischar, a missionary priest ministering in the Archdiocese of Brazzaville in the Republic of Congo in Central Africa. He is a priest of the Diocese of Tarnoff in Poland originally, but has been given leave to minister as a Fide Donum missionary. Fide Donum. Uh, He is a parish priest of St. John Paul II Parish in Brazzaville. And he's here in Chicago. He's here in studio with me. Um, he's actually here during the Advent season in, this December um, to preach an Advent retreat series at a few of our parishes at Holy Trinity Polish Mission, uh, which is in Noble Square, and Mary Undoer of Knots, specifically St. Constance uh, Church. Um, which is in Jefferson Park. Um, So we're recording it while he's here, but um, all of you are hearing this in in the new year. So um, we're really glad to have you in studio. It's always better to be able to talk uh, and and be face-to-face. So we're catching him while he's visiting us, and um, this is just such a blessing because we're able to hear some very current information about mission, uh, especially in the Republic of Congo. So we're glad to have you here. So good morning, Father Machier, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you. Yeah, thank it's you. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Okay, yeah. so I'd like to get our conversation started. Just talking mm-hmm. a little bit about you. Uh, I mentioned that you're originally from Poland, the diocese of yes. uh, Tarnow, um, but you've now been on mission for a few years, I think. Um, so maybe we could just talk a little bit about your background. Uh, tell us about yourself. How mm-hmm. did you come to the vocation of being a priest? Yeah, as you said, I come from Tarnów, medium. A size city in the south of Poland. Mm-hmm. I discovered my vocation to the priesthood when I was an altar boy mm. in the cathedral church of my diocese of Tarnów, known for the number of seminarians, ah. because there are really many. So many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were they all altar boys too? Mm, I think before. <laughs> many yeah. of them. Okay. Uh, for me, as altar boy, it was natural that my service at the altar should turn into priesthood. Okay. Yeah, and as for my call to missionary life, I have discovered it in the empty tomb of Jesus mm. during my priestly uh, pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Wow. So if you okay. enter it, you cannot uh, rest uh, indifferent. Mm, no. It changes you. Yeah, I, 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 I felt that I am called mm-hmm. to go and uh, to preach the gospel, that the tomb is really empty. Mm, the tomb and is Jesus empty. is risen. You have to share that mm. message. And this call was uh, confirmed by Pope Francis himself. 
because at the same time uh, it was the new ec- uh, apostolic exhortation, mm-hmm. uh, Evangelii Gaudium, in which the Pope wrote the following words. Mm-hmm. Life grows by being given away and it wakens in isolation and comfort. Mm-hmm. Indeed, those who enjoy life most are those who leave security on the shore and become excited by the mission of com- communicating life to others. Mm, this is truly a missionary message. Yeah. We're all called to be missionaries. Yeah. But some, <laughs> as a priest, you know, you take that absolutely seriously into the heart. So that, that was part of your... Yeah, of my experience, discernment. of my call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really when I was in Poland, in my parish, I, everything was good. I was really in comfort. And I was afraid of this comfort that if I will stay there, mm. I will become lazy, I don't know, Ty- right. yeah. Take it for granted. Yeah. And how long ago were you ordained a priest? How many years has it been? I am priest uh, since uh, 13 years. 13 years, okay. Yeah. But so you were comfortable and as a parish priest in Poland. Really comfortable, yeah. Oh, too comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's It bothered true. you. It, it was something that you had been thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So then how did you hear about the possibility of going on mission to Africa? So in my diocese, the priests, uh, they used to go uh, to the mission since uh, 50 years already. Mm. And the first country where, where they were sent, it was Congo. Mm. And uh, afterwards, uh, the, our bishops, they start to send also the priests to uh, Central Republic of Africa mm. and to Chad. Mm. And afterwards also to Bolivia, uh, Brazil. Argentina, um, Peru, Hmm. Ecuador, and Kazakhstan in in Asia. Oh my goodness! You just had too many priests. You had you had an abundance of vocations that the the diocese could easily send people out. Yeah, but now it's changed, Hmm. like everywhere. Yeah, it's not that way anymore. So the idea of being sent, what did I say, fide donum, as a fide donum missionary, is this meant to be for just a short period of time, or is this could be a longer commitment? Yeah, normally it's it's like for a few years. Mm. This idea of uh, of fide donum is about sending uh, diocesan priests Mm. to the other to other dioceses to share the. uh, the gift of faith, because fidei donum, we can translate it as a gift of faith. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are the priests who are sent uh, for a few years, but you can always uh, remain. You might stay longer. <laughs> yes, yeah, stay longer. In your case. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, okay, so you heard that other priests had been sent to these other places. Yes. And uh, did you investigate? You started to think, maybe this is for me. Yeah, and I said to, the, to my bishop uh, that I'm ready to go mm-hmm. wherever, you wa- wherever you want, yes. Yeah. Because I, I said to myself that bishop knows mm, better than me where mm-hmm. are the needs. Mm-hmm. He received the letters from all over the world, so... And, and he, he chose, knows you. And he knows me. And what your gifts are and what you would have to offer, I would yeah, guess, too. Yeah. So and he chose. Yeah. Congo. So he said Africa. But when he said Africa, I really, I, I was afraid. 
because I didn't think about Africa, but I didn't want to change now. No, no, everything but Never not mind. Africa. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was your first reaction. Yeah, it was my first reaction. But then I, I said to myself, yes, why not? Mm-hmm. Even I'm, if, if, even if I am afraid, because we know a lot of bad things about Africa: wars, the the the, the sickness, sicknesses, no, mm-hmm. malaria. Malaria, yeah, yeah, malaria. Yeah. yeah, it's common, unfortunately. Yeah, for those who travel. Yeah, but I, it's not as as uh, terrible as I thought. Not what you thought. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then when did you first arrive? First, get, you know, make this decision and and go. So mm, it was like in two thousand thirteen. No. Okay. Yeah. So it was after four uh, years working in my diocese, mm-hmm. and then already I work uh, since uh, nine years in Congo. That's, yeah. that's quite a few years. Yeah. So I am more there than in Poland. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. right. You yes. <laughs> you've ministered more years in Congo yes. than you did it back at home in yeah. Poland. Um, and you know, how when you first arrived, you know, you said that you had these kind of. Yeah. First thoughts. Uh, <laughs> were you? What did you see, and how did it initially? I, it was a. It was a big seem. surprise, no? Because the first, the first surprise, it was. Uh, it was a heat. The heat. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that maybe the heat on the airport. It's it comes from the. The airplanes. From, from the airplanes, but but it was not the case. <laughs> no. <laughs> because when I came to yeah. when I came to the to the um, to the parish. I realized that it was always the same heat. Always. Yeah. But and even in the night, it's... <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah all and day then, long. Uh, and then... And you mentioned it, Congo is on the equator. Yes, on the equator. So it is hot. Yeah, it all is really round. hot, yes. And, and the, yeah. the sun is always upon you. Right yeah. on top. Right, <laughs> yeah. Right on the top. <laughs> okay. What else? Yeah. And then uh, the noise and the dirt. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, this is something which I, mm, which is always uh, difficult to me to accept. But I try to 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 to, to work with it. Mm. The the kind of messiness of yeah. it being yeah. loud and dirty yes. and kind of yes. not very <laughs> neat <Yeah>. and tidy. <laughs> yeah, maybe the center of the city is quite uh, like a little bit European. Mm-hmm. Style, but when we go to the to the to the districts around, it is it is really dirty. Can be yeah, yeah. not so neat and tidy. And this is the case of my mission, where where and your the yeah. site where you are is a little yes. bit more away from the city. Yes. And and what about missionary life? You know, you had been working in the diocese where you grew up. You knew everybody. You spoke the language. Yes. You know, you're more I mean, not know everybody, but you knew people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, as a missionary, you're somewhere where. I, I mean, is there any other priest there from Poland? No, we are. Uh, now we are two Polish priests in Congo. Okay. The other one is just a few kilometers from from my parish. Mm-hmm. The other one, and I start with him. Now I am alone, and in my area I am only one uh, white man. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but the people already knows me. Everybody knows me, and wow. and it is really now. nice when you are working 
uh, by uh, the, the, the area and, and the people, they greet you. and. Nice. Well, I, you probably stick out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like you said, yeah. I'm the one white man. Yeah. So they, you know, they, everybody knows you, you know, everybody mm. knows to recognize you, I suppose. And yeah. nine years, being there nine years, yes, I'm sure yeah. they do. Mm. Um, but so, but missionary life, are you there with any other priests or are you really ministering at this parish on your own in terms of sacraments and needs of the community? No, actually, I, I work with the other priests. Okay. Uh, the, the the Congolese local yeah diocesan. local local priests yeah. Oh good okay. Yeah. Well that's good too. I mean I think that a lot of our missionaries will say yeah. that they were sort yeah. of just plopped somewhere and they said. No, fortunately he is there because I can, I, I could come here no. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks to, to him. Travel. Yeah. Right. And somebody's there ministering yeah. in your in your space. Um. So I mean, it seems like this call was deep within you. It was pretty clear. Mm. You couldn't deny it, and you couldn't um put it off that no. and that it very quickly became something you love uh, ministering in yes. Congo which is amazing yeah I guess it was this is the spirit telling you where to go mm. well it's time for our first break of okay. the interview but we'll be back in just a moment to mm. continue our conversation with Father Mathieu Fleischar mm-hmm. of the Archdiocese of Brazzaville in the Republic of Congo so stay tuned we'll be right back charities accepts car donations if you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car we will gratefully accept your donation whether the car is running or not you choose a pickup time that is convenient for you and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge you'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well we accept all types of vehicles nationwide and you will know that your donation is made to catholic charities an agency you can trust To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. I can't imagine myself going into any other school. Our school fosters growth by being a backbone to our family. My kids are incredibly well-rounded. I see a lot of kindness in them on a daily basis. One of the things I think Catholic schools do well is personalize the learning experience. You can hear joy in the classrooms. I feel that like I'm happy that I am in this kind of school. Our school communities provide students with academic excellence and character education in a supportive and stable learning environment. Come see for yourself. Visit artschicago.org slash findaschool. At Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who is a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think may be a victim. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men, 
of every race, religion, culture, and economic status. It includes physical, psychological, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. The impact on children can be devastating. If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place for healing and recovery, call us at 773-935-3434 in Cook County and 224-430-4977 in Lake County. A safer, happier tomorrow can begin today. Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office, and I'm here with Father Maciej Fleischar, missionary priest originally from Poland, but ministering now at St. John Paul II Parish in Brazzaville in the Republic of Congo in Central Africa. Um, in our last segment, we were talking a little bit about what led you to missionary life. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, we mentioned that you're a priest really from a diocese in Poland, mm-hmm. but felt this call this yes. deep need to go out From, even though it was a little scary yes. yeah yeah <laughs> it was a little scary but now i think you said nine years i think it's probably not so scary it's no, home it's, in it's many ways not so scary no um so yeah. i, I want to learn more about brazzaville i want to learn more about so day to day life yeah so brazzaville is a, is a capital of of, of republic of congo mm-hmm. and uh, we you should know that there are two congos mm-hmm and uh, two Congos are divided by the Congo River. So the name of these two countries come from the river. Mm, okay. And Congo River is one of the biggest and largest rivers in the world. Mm. And, it's the, uh, and Brazzaville is the only place where the people from two capitals, they can see each other because uh, uh, the capital of of uh, Repu- Democratic Republic of Congo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the other one, <laughs> it's located on the other right. side of the river. Oh. So really, we can. That's Kinshasa. Yes, Kinshasa. And yeah. then so Congo Brazzaville and Congo Kinshasa. Wow, it's like an abbreviation to 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 make things uh, more easy. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And Congo, Republic of Congo is a former French colony. And the other Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo, <laughs> is a former Belgian colony. Oh. So the history is a little bit different. Yeah. And w- when you hear Congo in the media, mm-hmm. uh, often they talk about the other Congo, the, the, the bigger, the bigger mm. one, the, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Yeah. DRC, I heard yeah. people even refer to. Our it. population is just uh, like about uh, five million uh, yeah. habitants. Smaller yeah. population and yeah. size. And the half live uh, <coughs> lives in uh, in Brazzaville, in the capital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like we have more than uh, two million people in the capital. Mm. 
mm. where I work. Mm. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty big city. Yeah. Um, and French is the primary kind of, or the common language, maybe. Yeah, uh, there are three uh, official languages. Okay. French, uh, Lingala, which is the same with the other Congo, mm. and Munukutuba. Munukutuba is a language of my area. Oh. Yeah, I speak a little bit Munukutuba, and Munukutuba means um, human language. Mm. If you translate the word Munukutuba, you can translate as a, as a literally human, uh, language. human language. Well, it yeah. makes sense. It yeah. only makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all? Um, but yes, okay. Wow. So, okay. So you do speak some French in your ministry, but you've also learned some of the local languages too. I mean, yes, how you long have is to mix taking? up everything. Oh my gosh. To yeah. be understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there are some people who never uh, walk to school, so they don't understand French. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. To to really reach people. I said that we have like three uh, official languages, but there are the other languages also. Mm. Like almost every village has its own language. Whoa. So wow. that makes uh, things more difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. What language do you say mass in? Uh, mass, uh, I I said mass, mass is in French and monokutuba. Okay. Yeah. Well, that will help you learn it faster yeah. if you're having yeah. to constantly. Yeah. pronounce things at least even if you don't know what you're saying I suppose <laughs> I hope you know what you're saying well we all right no, the, the liturgy the, is the, the same local languages are not as difficult uh, are not as difficult oh okay yeah. well that's helpful yeah um, okay so then how many people are Catholic in that area what's the uh, sort of church reality? like 60 mm. percent declare themselves as uh, Christians mm. uh, 35 percent are Catholics uh, 25 uh, evangelicals mm. and the others they are uh, followers of the sects oh, different Christian different kind of Christian music. African traditional <coughs> sects everything is mixed up oh. there inside mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how many people it's based really on the witchcraft and superstitions oh. and right. yeah. African Beliefs. Traditional languages, yeah, yeah that kind yeah. of thing, or tradi- traditional religions. Um, so how many people are part of the parish, St. John Paul II Parish in Brazil? <coughs> so in my parish, like every Sunday, we have about uh, 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. We celebrate free masses for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are many people who make a catechism to be baptized, especially the adults. Mm. Uh, there are no... In, in Congo, it is really rare to, to see the parents uh, baptize their children. Mm. Really? Yeah, sometimes they, they, they leave them without any sacraments, so they mm. come later to, to be baptized. Oh, so it, as a, a young, an older child or as an adult, people yeah. receive yeah. baptism? Yeah. Ah. And there's, I mean, at that point, it becomes kind of RCIA, right? Where you, there, it's, If it were a, ch- a baby, then it would really be the education to the parents. Yeah. But if it's an adult who's determining I'm, I would like yeah. to be baptized, they have to be catechized. They have to yes, yes. prepare yeah. to receive um, all the initiation sacraments. Yeah. Wow. So and that's often it's their own decision, no? Yeah, right. Yeah. They've yeah. elected. They've decided mm-hmm. this. Is, but they've been going to Mass all this time, too? Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. But wow. I said that, I can say that uh, half of our uh, parishioners are not baptized. Oh my For the different reasons, sometimes uh, they are still they are still going to their sects, 
they 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 uh, they still have their own beliefs they yeah. they they search the the truth yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and and uh, i also have to mention that we have uh, a polygamy in congo mm. which is uh, officially mm, it's legal it's legal yeah which, <laughs> which is Not legal taboo. so if you have if you have uh, three wives you cannot be wi- uh, baptized no And this is the problem. Yes. Okay. So we receive we receive some people who come from these uh, households, mm-hmm. but uh, we but cannot baptize them. No, no, there's no sense in yeah. pursuing that. Yeah. Um, I would say I know I've heard this from other missionaries that here in the U.S. anyway, at least, you know, we think well, you're either this religion or you're that religion. You believe mm-hmm. this or you believe that. That you can't do both. But that is not the case in other no. parts of the world. It sounds mm-hmm. like that's true mm-hmm. in Congo. People see no contradiction in saying, no, yes, yes, I'm polygamist, but I'm yeah, also going true. to Mass and I'm not baptized. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter yes. to me. Yes. Sometimes um, you can see them in the uh, in our church, sometimes in dif- different... In another church yes. uh, or in yeah. another worship yeah. site or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. I, I would imagine then that, that changes the way that you approach ministry yeah, with people. Often they said that this is the same God and there, 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 there are no difference. Right. They're just looking for answers. So you really have to get to know other ministers, other church or faith leaders in the area, too, to kind of work together. Yeah, I think we we should know their um, way of thinking. Yeah. To to be able to to explain to our parishioners that there is always a difference. Mm -hmm. It is not the same. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, we, it's not the same. We wouldn't both exist if we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> if we believe the same thing, then we would yeah. be together. Um, that there's a difference. Well, and even too to help people understand why Christians do have more strict understandings about marriage or uh, strict understandings about if you're going to be baptized, you do have to commit yourself yes. to the Christian faith and believe this specific yeah. creed and live your yeah. life as yeah. much as possible in alignment with that. Um, which might be kind of, you know, something people have to really process if their culture doesn't support that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Necessarily. Um, but do you have like lay leaders? Do you have people who are involved in the life of the parish? Those who are baptized perhaps? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Catechists, things like that? So I've, we have like like three groups of those who are more involved. No? Mm-hmm. So we have the group of, of, of catechists. They are like um, about 20. We have also the group of uh, ministries of the Holy Communion, mm-hmm. the lay people who, who every Sunday uh, give the Holy Communion to the sick. Mm-hmm. We, we have uh, about 50 sick people in, the, in our area, mm-hmm. which we visited uh, regularly. Mm-hmm. And the other group are the um, lectors, the people who are involved in the. In, they are mm-hmm. more in the liturgy, and they prepare mm-hmm. the messes and and the stuff. Wow! Yeah. Are there? I've heard this too with missionaries, especially in Africa, like outstations. If a parish, you know, boundaries are very very large, especially yeah. in rural areas, that sometimes there's little yeah, chapels. Yeah, it's true. Or areas it's true, but it is not our case because we are li- re- really in the capital. So okay. So there are 50 parishes in, in, in the capital. We don't have any chapels yeah. to serve. No, maybe, maybe after. 
as, because, it, as the church grows? Yeah, because our parish is still in in construction, so oh. uh, so we have to construct first of all our own parish, and then we will think maybe then, yeah. we create the other. Okay, well, we can talk more about the construction of the parish in just a moment. Yeah. But I wanted to mention too that means that the parish really is like a a central focus point. Like it, you gather people then yes. to the parish. Yes, and I think and and also in Congo, mm-hmm. uh, the parish, the presence of parish, it's it's like a factor of of development mm. because uh, it's really changed the the the, the area and it changed the mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it changed also the um, er, the 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 the, mm, the landscape even. Yeah, you know? the way the buildings yeah. are built mm. and how close they are and the neighborhoods yeah. and who yeah. lives and, where. And, and and the people they 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 like to live close to the parish because it's it, they say that it is more safe. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Spiritually on or. Uh, even physically. In other ways, is, yeah, yeah, right, as well. Security in that yeah. sense. Okay, well, it's time for another break. Um, but we'll be back in just a moment to talk more about being on mission in Brazzaville in the Republic of Congo. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9 through 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers service friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7970 in Cook County and 847 847- 782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959.
The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office in the Archdiocese of Chicago, and you're listening to WNDZ 750 AM. I am here with Father Maciej Flejar, who is a priest originally from Poland, but who today ministers at St. John Paul II Parish in the Archdiocese of Brazzaville in the Republic of Congo in the center right. of Africa. yeah, And he's here with us in studio. We're so happy um, at, on visit, um, has been visiting some of our parishes too and sharing this message. But I, I'm so glad that we can share it with people more broadly. So we were talking on uh, the last segment a little bit about life in the Republic of Congo, understanding a little bit more about where you're located and what life is like there, uh, and, and starting to talk about your parish as well. Um, so uh, you mentioned that there isn't a complete church building, um, despite the fact that the parish has certainly mm. been operating. So I wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about some of the challenges of, of life and ministry mm-hmm. in Brazzaville. Please. No, in fact, what we construct is like a shrine, San John Paul II shrine, mm-hmm. which includes uh, not only the church, but also the school, professional school Ooh. and uh, and a clinic walking clinic ah, okay. so this is what we construct all in on one site is it all one building or no in one site yeah. uh, but the three different buildings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we already construct the school okay. but this school cannot serve as a school for the moment because we don't have any other building so everything ah. is there inside ah. mm-hmm. So we have a chapel there, we have uh, rooms for the catechism, we have uh, offices, mm-hmm. yeah, and also the, 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 the priest house, everything is there. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is too small to, to, to receive to all the people who come. So on Sunday, like more than half of the people are outside mm. under the sun, under the rain. Yeah. Yeah, so, so so we need more structures. The people, the community is already here, and this is already the living church, yeah. but we need also the structures right? You know, to, to, to be more uh, efficient also in our ministry. I think we definitely take our buildings for granted here in the U.S. We're so lucky with our big churches. Yeah, maybe you um, can, uh, can move, we, yeah. move <laughs> some of them. Actually, you Congo. are not the first missionary who <laughs> suggested that. If mm. only 
we could because we mm-hmm. have some churches we can't even use anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, so you're using these temporary buildings. It's just a, a roof, you know, and for people to gather and they still can't even fit in there. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a sign too of the vibrancy and the life of this the parish this and the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, the people are faithful, um, but they don't have the ability to really fully participate if they can't all fit uh, when you yeah. have worship. Now you mentioned a clinic as well. Is there there's a building that's in place for the clinic? Yes, yes. We okay. already constructed the, the first floor, oh. and uh, we try now to to put the roof. Because it's a rainy se- season, and really the rains in in Congo are really, mm-hmm. really big, and uh, mm-hmm. it could f- uh, fragilize the, the the construction of, yeah. Yeah. Right. destroy yeah. what we already uh, have done. Right. Yeah. 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 I yeah. definitely heard flooding yeah. can be terrible, and the, yeah. it's just it's just mud. They just create mud when the rains yeah. come. Right. So it's no yeah. good for any time you want to construct. Um, so this, but the church is not complete, and so, and that's part of the reason why you're visiting us here in Chicago yeah. too, right? To yes, to share and to say, can you help? Yes. What are some of the other projects that you've got going on? The other projects, like every year, we have several projects which we try to realize. Mm-hmm. The first is the construction, mm-hmm. and but we also. Uh, try always to find the people who can help our children, those who are poor, to go to the school. Because in Congo you have to pay for the school, even the public school you have to pay. Mm -hmm. And the parents sometimes they don't have any money to to send their children. Mm. And also uh, from time to time we have the other program to, from time to time we organize the meal the common meal for for children, especially for Easter and Christmas, mm. because uh, uh, the parents they, they they cannot do anything during during the feasts for to make a difference. No, so we try to to make this difference in the parish, and we organize the big feast for for children. Sometimes we even have like uh, about uh, six thousand uh, children who 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 come, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, we always have something little to share, just a rice with, with beans, and they are already happy. Well, you mentioned during the break that people typically eat just one meal a day. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. But like, I mean, what a gift Most, to be most of, of Congolese, they eat only once a day mm-hmm. in, so in the evening, in the evening. Yeah. So it's a treat that the church is offering something. Yeah. Even if to us it seems very simple, it's really yeah. something special for that community. Yeah, and and you also sh- you should know that if you really want to 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 organize something for people, and uh, and you want that the people come mm-hmm. uh, to the parish, you have to prepare something. Give them some yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true, because I suppose, here too. How the people, yeah. they, they can participate uh, in the formation if they don't, then they are hungry. If they haven't eaten. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, I have definitely heard missionaries speak that way yeah. That at schools that they do offer meals um, often because how can a child learn if they haven't had enough yeah. in yeah. their stomach? Um, and if a family can't provide it, yeah. then the school will. Yeah, the other project that we try also to realize is um, 
is to uh, is the formation formation of of, of the catechists, no? mm-hmm. the catechists. Yes. yes. The catechists. So those are like lay people who yes, yes. will teach others. Because to people. form, they have to be formed. Yes. Yeah. yeah very true. So yeah. the parish offers a, a formation program, but yes. you need some help with organizing it. With not with organizing it with getting materials ready or yes. you know, mm-hmm. this is what mm-hmm. that would help with. Mm. You're always looking for more catechists or do you have a good number of No, volunteers? I always I always uh, try every year I, I try to renew my call. Mm-hmm. And I ask those who are already baptized to become catechists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I'm happy because we have some uh, young people who 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 are engaged. Mhm. Oh, very yeah, good. Yeah. Truly the, the And sometimes they they they, they they teach those who are in the same age as they are. So uh, so the contact is more uh, natural also. Right. Yeah, they yeah. know their language and yeah. it's easier for them to to share yeah. the gift of faith. True. Yeah. yeah. People I think are sometimes are the best missionaries are younger people. Yes. And when they speak to yeah, other young people. Yeah. Now, uh, for those of you who are watching us on uh, our our YouTube video, you're, you've been seeing photos um, yeah. from Father Machie's, um many <laughs> exploits, all your ministries. You take photos and you post them on Facebook. Yes. Um, so I wonder if you could just mention, for those who want to learn a little bit more, um, where could they find you? Yes, you can your find these pictures on uh, Paroisse Saint-Jean-Paul II. I don't know how. No, no, I, I cannot translate it. <laughs> right, the Saint John Paul Second Parish <laughs> in uh, Jata. In Jata. Jata is the name of 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 the district. So if you if you wrote uh, Jata D I A T I, yes. So so it's Jata. You will find you you will find you will find these photos and find a little more information about the the parish and the ministry that you're involved in. You mentioned that the French is is. The common language, anyway, or the, the yes. European language, and so that's, that's French. Mm. Uh, Former the colony. Pawaz. <laughs> the parish name yes. in French. Um, well, if people can learn more going there and finding you there, for those who are able to view it, that that's an image of the Facebook page, um, so they can find out more. Um, out of curiosity, your reaction to this, when our listeners hear about what you're doing and those who you're going to be visiting with here, visiting our parishes and speaking mm-hmm. about this, what do you want people to do with this information? How do you want people to react to hearing about this? About? About your parish, the needs of the parish, what's going on in Congo, what can people do? They they, they can always help us. <laughs> yeah. So there are several ways to, to, to help. No, you can... You can pray first of all for us, but we need also the spiritual help, and mm-hmm. and really uh, it works. It, it works. Work. Sometimes uh, I have to face really di- uh, really difficult situations um, because I live in this world of witchcraft and superstitions. So there are many many spiritual things which you c- even cannot really explain. And I, yeah. I, I feel always this support that there are behind me there are the people who, who helps uh, me and helps us to, uh, to, to lead our mission. Mm-hmm. But also materially you can help uh, by uh, your donations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and our office can help you with that, those of you who are here in the Archdiocese mm. of Chicago. I know you'll be visiting um, two parishes here in the Archdiocese. Yes, I already visited uh, Holy Trinity Parish, and okay. now I today I will start in uh, in uh, St. Constance. It's uh, part of Mary Undura yes. Knott's Parish now. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah. No problem. Um, that's right. Yeah. So folks will be hearing from you in those parishes, and they they will be able they'll be given the opportunity mm-hmm. to donate and to of course learn more and and offer their prayers. Yeah. I, I wondered if we could talk a little bit about um, your visit. Uh, that this right now it is at the season of Advent. Yeah. Um, even though our this interview will be heard after the fact, but. Um, and, you know, you're here talking a little bit about Brazzaville, but I think you are going to also speak about the season of Advent and um, your own knowledge, particularly I heard of Our Lady of Quebejo. Yes, it's is, true. Yes, uh, an apparition of Mary in Africa. So tell us about that. Yeah. I don't know if, if, you, have, have, if you have ever heard about the apparitions of Mary mm-hmm. in Quebejo, in Rwanda, in Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm, I heard something when I was still in Poland, but when I came to Africa, I, I always wanted to go there and to see the place, mm-hmm. and I already did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am really uh, impressed by the simplicity of these apparitions, mm-hmm. and I try to spread the message of Mary during uh, the Advent uh, retreat ser- series mm-hmm. here in Chicago. I um, I o- am always with the statue of Mary from Kibeho, and uh, every day we try to uh, to enter into one of the aspects of of these apparitions. Mm. There are many many aspects because uh, Mary uh, appeared uh, during eight years in mm. in in, Ki- in Kibeho in Rwanda, so they, she said a lot of things during eight years. No, but uh, in general, it it is uh, about a conver- conversion, yeah. about penance, mm-hmm. like every time when wha- wha- when Mary comes. And what is specific for to for Kibeho mm-hmm. is that uh, uh, that is enough in Africa. So the context it's 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 quite different, and it was the context uh, of the genocide. Because Mary in Kibeho, they, they try to avoid avoid uh, this what 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 was happened afterwards. We know it was in the nineteen uh, ninety four. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm sure uh, do, our do, listeners yeah, will at least during, know that much. During during mm-hmm. uh, uh, hun- w- during hundred uh, days, mm-hmm. there are like more than than million people which were killed, and it was mm-hmm. the, the the biggest genocide mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. T- uh, ever not noticed in, in, in the history of, of the world. History, yeah, modern yeah. history. Um, yeah, so so she appeared before or after the genocidal war in Rwanda? It was before, it, it was, was before, before, because the first apparition took place uh, the 28th, 28th of, of November yeah. 1981. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is we don't hear very much about apparitions of Mary yeah. within our lifetimes. Yeah. We think of them as something that happened many years yeah, ago. Yeah. So um, it was not. So this is recent. Yeah, and I know also the, 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 those who, who, who see uh, Mary, no? because one of, 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 of the girls, she's mm-hmm. already a woman, mm-hmm. and, uh, 
and she 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 lives still in Kibeho, so you can meet her when you will go there. Oh, you can meet so. really someone who who see uh, see Mother Mary with her own eyes. With her own eyes. So yeah. it, and I, to my understanding, it was like teenagers, young. Yeah, they were teenagers, older children, basically. Yeah, it was her. it was in the school. Mm-hmm. It was in the school with the. Uh, how how do you call the school when there are the pe- the children they stay, uh, like a boarding school. A they boarding, live and yeah, they study yeah, yeah. in the same place. So, um, and also this is something which is sp- specific for these apparitions because many times Mary they they um, they appeared in the pl- on the mountains in the grot- grottoes, but there it was like really in the school. It was in the in the dining room. It was in the sleeping room. Okay. It was like in the yard of the school. So in the in the common places, oh my goodness. and I like this this aspect of apparitions because uh, it shows us that re- really we can uh, live something extraordinary in our ordinary life. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That you just turn your head and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> you d- discover Mary is standing yeah. there. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so now how we, what connections are you making with Advent and the Christmas seasons during your retreats with this apparition, too? No, so so we, uh, I try I try to 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 preach about about these apparitions every day. Then so we we have the other team, mm-hmm. but in the same time we uh, we pray the rosary of uh, seven sorrows of Mary, mm-hmm. because this is the prayer which is uh, actually quite ancient mm-hmm. in the tradition of the church. But Mary in Kibeho, they said that those who will pray the rosary of her sorrows on meditating mm. uh, it, they, they, will, they will find always the strength uh, to convert themselves. Wow. Because yeah, it, it, is, uh, it is quite normal that sometimes we have some, uh, some problems with ourselves, some addictions even, mm. and we don't know how to how to go out from it, mm-hmm. no? How do I change my Yes, ways? how to change. And, and really yeah. it is, uh, it is a, a, um, this rosary can really help you to... to it's a spiritual to tool yes. in a way, is a way to yeah. focus your energy and your attention on yeah. returning to God, returning to Mary yeah. uh, in faith. Yeah, in the midst of our because w- w- when you pray the Rosary of of of, of uh, Seven Sorrows of Mary, you meditate her uh, uh, tears, mm-hmm. no? and if you see your your mother crying, mm-hmm. you cannot be di- different no. and different. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It should change you. Well, that's interesting because I feel like, <coughs> at least here in the U.S., the seasons of Advent and Christmas. Mixed together often, mm-hmm. um, are you know we f- we focus on the joy and, and it, it, understandably and for good reason we focus on the joy. Yeah, but the but I think we we forget this this aspect of 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 conversion. But, well, right. It, what yeah. did Christ come for? Yeah. You know, yes, we're joy joyful that God sent God's Son. Yeah. But to die, to suffer, and to bring about our salvation mm-hmm. um, in the midst of our sinfulness. Mm-hmm. And th- so there's always, the two are always, the joy and the sorrow, I think, are mm-hmm. together, um, even in the time of Advent, as well as, of course, Lent and the Easter seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, we might focus a little bit more on the sorrows, I think, here yeah. anyway, at that time. But so I, that's a wonderful um, reminder to all of us. And of course, 
that we are all called to the ongoing conversion. It's it's never over. We're, we're yeah. always have something to work on yeah. uh, in our lives um, to be closer to God. In conversion, uh, it is about making space, making a room for Jesus, no, in our hearts. Mm. So this is this is the Advent time. Christmas, yes, yeah. that's exactly what it's about: allowing Christ to be born yeah. within us again mm. and again. So now we have just a few minutes before we conclude, but I want to, okay. you know, thank you so much for your sharing, of course, thank um, you. on everything, your own story, the ministry yeah. and life in Congo. Sorry so, for my poor English because my, my, my French is more rich. Than <laughs> okay. But well, he did offer to have the interview yeah. in French, but I told him, I, I'm yeah. afraid I cannot help you there. Yeah. I don't speak French. But um, but I want to just conclude with, you know, you mentioned that you felt this deep call uh, to be a missionary mm. and almost uncomfortable in your comfort um, that you knew you needed to go somewhere. You didn't realize it was Congo. But I want you to say with these final uh, minutes, what do you love most about being a missionary? What do you love most about being in Brazzaville, being on mission in Brazzaville? What would you share with us? I think is the fact that that your heart, mm. your mind become open mm. really for the difference and, and really the world become become accessible also. Mm. No? So I like this. I don't know what, if you can say openness. Open. Yeah. I yes. like this openness. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And I think it is, it, it is uh, about uh, being Christian, being Catholic. Catholic is it's, it's to be open. No. The universal, universal, right, open to yeah. all of it, which yeah. we can never fully take it in. And, and right. someone said that those who go to the missions, they uh, they profit more mm. probably than those who who receive you there. Right. And I and I am right. I I, I think that is true. It is true. Yes. I I don't know if if my parishioners they really they 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 can say that. But I can say that yes, they you receive more receive than more. Yeah. you give in a way that yes. you, yeah. yeah. So it, this this is also the gospel when Jesus said that uh, whoever whoever will uh, leave his own house, parents, they will receive more. You and I have a lot of children in Africa now, mm -hmm. a lot of mothers, fathers, and a lot of houses. Yeah, right. Yeah. And oh it my is, gosh. So try, you, try, you will see. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we're, this is the final message of the show is maybe yeah, yeah. you might be called to this yeah. life too. So it, it, it gives you joy because you, you see that, that, that what is written in the gospel, it is true. It's true. It is true. It's very true. I, I can yeah. say every time I've ever met somebody who's been on mission, even in the temporary, you know, even just a few weeks or a year mm -hmm. or two, they always come back just brimming, like just joy, excitement. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you. I, I had this great experience. You know, it, it helps you to see yourself in a different way. It helps you see your faith in a new way. I think the openness you mentioned too, it's like when you're – my theory is that when you go outside of your comfort zone, if you go outside your cultural mm. context, then anything that can distract us – you know, pull us away from what we're really meant to be or mm -hmm. what we're meant to do is gone. <laughs> and you yeah. are just there yeah. at the mercy of the community. Yes, um, then you really learn mm. <laughs> yes. who you are and what God is calling you to. Mm. Um, and that the people are so faithful and that they do 
step up and volunteer or they that they care for one another, that you, you learn so much about the pride that people have in their own local community and their way of living. Mm-hmm. It it uh, it humbles you, and I think it, it you receive so much from that. Yeah. Um, and I I would say this too specifically about African cultures that there is such a strong sense of, um, you know, like tr- treating guests well, welcoming hospitality yes. as well, and and you would you've experienced that it sounds yeah. like as yeah, well. It's true. Um, mm. The community has really embraced you. Yeah. I, I feel embraced. <laughs> That's <laughs> openness too, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And you and you've received it and you received yeah, it yeah. Um, with an open heart. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you so much. I miss there already. Ah, can't wait to go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's a true missionary, folks. This is why I wanted to invite you to be on our show because I knew that this would be um, something that people need to hear, you know, the joy mm-hmm. uh, every time we, because we have met before you've come and visited us here in Chicago in the past well, mm-hmm. couple of years now. And, um, I, I think that people need to hear about this. You know, you, you may be, you may see people suffering at times, you know, I think yes. people think that missionary life, oh, it must just be so hard and you're just hungry all the time and people are sad and sick and the people dying and it's just mm-hmm. sad all the time. That is not at all what I have heard from our missionary um, contacts and, and folks like yourself, yeah. that there is so much joy and that the people care for one another, they embrace visitors, and it it's so much, so life-giving uh, to be on mission. Yeah. Um, and so... Human experience. Yeah. You can really connect with people a world away. Mm-hmm. Um, and our faith is one of the ways that we do that um, mm. because it is so universal. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for being thank part of our much. show today. Um, it's such a joy to hear this fresh news about life mm-hmm. uh, on, on mission in Brazzaville in Congo. May God bless you in this new year and if you have a safe you journey too. returning back to Congo, your mm-hmm. home. So thank you very much. Hope you're coming one day. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I appreciate the invitation. And then, of course, mm. it goes to our listeners as well. Mm. You can go to Congo, too. Be sure to look up uh, Father Machier on Facebook. Say the name again <laughs> one more time. Paroas. Paroas. Paroas Saint-Jean-Paul de Diata. Diata. D-I-A-T-A. But if you wrote, if you write Diata, You'll find it. Okay. D-I-A-T-A. Check that out on Facebook and you can see some more photos and hear a little bit more, if you speak French, from Father Machier. But uh, so thank you listeners for listening. We wish you a happy new year in 2024. And remember, always be on mission. every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.